Secret number 11, Facebook traffic secrets. Around the same time that Google was trying to figure out how to create the best search engine ever, other entrepreneurs were trying to solve a potentially bigger opportunity. Everyone was starting to plug into this World Wide Web, so there had to be a way to socially connect all these people together in a user-friendly interface. There was a race to create the social network that would stick, and with hundreds of millions of dollars being thrown at the opportunity, the reward for the winner of the social arms race was huge. Step number one, understand the history and the goal. The first attempt to create a web-based social network started back in 1997 with a startup called SixDegrees.com, which was based on the concept of six degrees of separation. People were able to create an account, add their friends, and message people within their first three degrees of separation. They could also see how anyone on the platform connected back to them. It was one of the first attempts at social media that looked similar to what we now have today. The next wave of tools that were created to connect us socially were online messengers. It started with ICQ in 1996, followed by AOL Messenger, Yahoo Messenger, MSN Messenger, and finally Skype in 2003. In 2002, we saw the launch of Friendster and the concept of social circles, which mimicked how people were really connected in the real world. This algorithm eventually beat out SixDegrees.com, which went out of business just four years after it started. One year later, other companies showed up based on the same social circles concept, such as LinkedIn, High Five, and MySpace. MySpace quickly became the most popular social networking site around. For many people like me, who watched as MySpace crushed Friendster and the other fledgling social sites, I'd assumed that they would be around forever. Over the next few years, even more social sites emerged. Flickr became the first large photo-sharing social site in the world, later dethroned by Pinterest. YouTube became a video-sharing service that was later acquired by Google. Twitter launched with the ability to share micro-content, while Tumblr became a micro-blogging site. In the midst of so many new social startups popping up every day, there was one that silently launched in 2004 that would soon grow to overshadow all the others. Even with giants like Google trying to dethrone them with the short-lived launch of their social network, Google+, no one has been able to beat this social media king. Of course, the social network I'm talking about is Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook. The story of Facebook's rise has been documented in movies and books and talked about so much in the media that I won't spend much more time here on its history. Mark's launch strategy started by allowing only people with a Harvard email address to get an account. Then he slowly extended access to other colleges and eventually extended access to everyone. At the time of this writing, Facebook has 2.7 billion users and 2.1 billion people use one of Facebook's core services, including WhatsApp, Instagram, and Messenger every day. Yes, over one quarter of the world's population is plugging into Facebook's network daily. It's the biggest social party of all time, and unless some type of government regulation breaks up their monopoly, it will continue to grow. Facebook has had a lot of scandals around how they handle users' privacy and data, which can be super annoying as a user of Facebook, but it can be a huge blessing as an advertiser on their platform. Facebook tracks everything you do. What do you like? What things do you comment on? What types of posts do you engage with? All in all, they have up to 52,000 data points on every individual that they are accumulating as you're scrolling, clicking, and commenting. Their goal is to figure out what you like and show you more of that in your feed. The better your experiences on Facebook, the more likely you'll spend more time there. And the more time you spend there, the more ads they can sell to marketers like us. Because Facebook is tracking so many aspects of your behavior, it gives us advertisers the ability to target people based on what they'll probably like, their interest. As mentioned in secret number one, Facebook was the platform that originally gave us the ability to start using interruption marketing, where we could target those who were interested in what we were selling. We could interrupt them with a great hook, tell them a story, and then make them an irresistible offer. Over time, the algorithms that judge which posts or videos get the most exposure on Facebook's platform continues to change. 
Five years ago, it was all about making videos that were shareable. If you knew how to get the shares, your videos would get millions and millions of views overnight. As soon as everyone collectively learned the algorithm, then agencies started to pop up everywhere guaranteeing to make you a video that would go viral because they knew the algorithm and it worked. Then Facebook went public and they needed to raise more money, so Zuckerberg snapped his fingers and changed the algorithm. The new algorithm no longer rewarded people for having amazing shareable content. That didn't make them money, which was necessary for stock prices to go up. He needed to change the algorithm so that Facebook could show higher returns for their investors. Overnight, the majority of free viral videos died, replaced with a new algorithm that required you to buy ads to boost and promote your videos. With these changes, it required you to buy views to your videos. If those people who saw your paid videos liked it and a certain percentage of them shared it, then Facebook would reward you with free viewers. When this would happen for every paid eyeball you got on your video, you would get two or three views for free. We used to call these videos forced viral videos and they became the new standard for each video we created. About this time, there was a land grab for each platform to be number one with live video. Twitter bought Periscope and it started to become the number one place to stream live videos. I remember those days because I was on Periscope streaming live almost daily. That is, until Facebook launched Facebook Live. To this day, I still like Periscope's app better. Personally, I think that their streaming service and pretty much everything else about it was way better than Facebook Live. But Facebook wanted to become the platform for live video streaming. So they changed their algorithm. After the change, when you would go live on Facebook, you would get hundreds or thousands of people to show up for free in just seconds. They rewarded us for going live to force us all to switch to them. Then, after they won and beat out all the competitors, then they took away as much of the organic reach and made us pay to get more views to our videos. Facebook is a growing platform, and although I'm taking a snapshot of how it works today, it will continue to evolve. The good news is that even though Facebook's features, tactics, and user interface change often, your overarching strategy does not. Whenever I'm diving into a new platform, I always begin by asking myself these three questions. What is the goal of the platform? What is the strategy that I can use to help the platform with its goal? And then what are the tactics that the platform is rewarding people for right now? For example, the goal of Facebook is to have its users create content that will keep people on their platform for as long as possible so that they can show them ads. Our strategy is to figure out what content Facebook is rewarding people for right now and how Facebook wants that content to be promoted, both free and paid. And then for us to try to create the type of content they want. The tactics are what the content looks like. This changes daily, but we can also get a glimpse of what is working right now by watching our Dream 100, seeing the things showing up consistently in our newsfeed that are getting the best engagement and then modeling these things. Step number two, find your Dream 100 on this platform. Surprise, surprise, the first step when you start using Facebook is to identify your Dream 100 that have already mastered this platform and congregated your dream customers. If you haven't yet, be sure to clean up your Facebook feed by unfollowing everything that isn't tied to your Dream 100 and your dream customers. This will keep the noise down as you step into this next phase. Your Dream 100 are the people, experts, influencers, and brands in your market that have already congregated your dream customers. It's also the owners of the groups in your market. Each of these people and groups have their own social party happening, and your goal is to first identify the party attendees, for example, the people, brands, interests, and groups, and then to leverage Facebook to get these people into your funnels. There will likely be a few big names in your market that you're already familiar with, which is where I would start. Find their fan pages and like and follow those pages. Then find their personal pages and try to friend request them and follow their personal profiles too. 
Typically, after you do that, Facebook will find other people who have similar followings that you could follow. Go down that rabbit hole and start following every influencer you can find in your market that has a following. The same is true with groups. You can search for groups in your market and join them. And as you do, more groups will be suggested to you by Facebook. Join the ones your dream customers are already congregating in. Finding your dream 100 is not a one-time activity, but instead an every-time activity, where every time you're on Facebook, you should look for those new congregations of people and plug into them as they start showing up in your feed. As you do this, your Facebook feed will become the best market research tool in the world. You'll see every important conversation that your dream customers are engaging in. You'll see every ad being run to your customers. You'll see the messages they're exposed to, the people they connect with, the pains they have, the questions they want answers to, and the opportunities that you can create to better serve them. This is what your Facebook feed is for, mastering your market. My goal when following all influencers in my market is to plug into an ecosystem of at least a million people. For example, if I'm able to find 20 people to follow and each of them has a following of 30,000 people, then I'm plugged into about 600,000 people. That means I need to keep finding influencers or brands or groups until the whole universe of people is at least a million people. For some of you, especially local-based companies, it may be hard to find 1 million people, so you can set a smaller goal. For others who have larger target markets, 1 million may seem too small. Set your goals to match your market size and then follow the influencers and the brands that you need to get your magic number. Step number three, identify the publishing strategy and create your publishing plan. It's important to remember that Facebook is the biggest social party in the world. It's happening 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and the majority of your dream customers are already there. You don't have to create traffic. You have to find the existing streams of traffic and figure out how to funnel those people into your world. And while there are a lot of things you could do inside of Facebook, and they'll continue to add more things, there are four areas of the platform that you must master. First, your personal profile, your home. As you are working your way in, for example, going out and commenting on people's posts, joining groups and posting content and more, the friends, the fans, and followers of your Dream 100, as well as the members of those groups, will see your profile picture, click on your face, and be taken from the social party to your personal profile. This is your home. This is where you'll be able to direct people into your funnels. Second, your fan page, your show. I know Facebook no longer calls this a fan page, they call it a page, but I'm old school and still call it a fan page because it helps me identify the goal in my marketing plan. This is where you are buying your way in. After you post content to your fan page, you'll be paying, buying your way in to boost it to the followers of your Dream 100. Third are groups, your hangout. This is where you throw your own social networking parties and build relationships with your tribe. Fourth, Messenger, your distribution channel. This is one of the most powerful distribution channels that you have to get messages quickly to your most hyperactive followers. I will now dig deep into the publishing strategies of each of these four areas on the Facebook platform. Your personal profile strategy, your home. Before we start our social networking, we need to make sure that our home or personal profile is ready when people start coming over. Most of your interactions online will be happening through your personal profile as you comment, share, help, and engage with other people, they'll see how much value you're providing and then click to see your profile page. If you structure your profile page correctly, it'll grab your dream customers who are looking for more information about you and turn them into traffic that you own. Facebook allows people to follow your personal profile, but you have to turn it on in the settings. Make sure you give people the ability because even though you can only have 5,000 friends, you can have unlimited number of followers. Getting your profile set up correctly. 
There are three things that you can customize on your personal profile. You have to be careful because Facebook doesn't want your personal page to be for business. So none of these elements are meant to be hard pitch for anything. Instead, it serves as a landing page where people can get to know you better and decide to be a friend or a follower who will see your status updates in the future. Your cover photo. You can design and upload a cover photo that represents you and your brand. It's an image that your visitors will be able to see and know that they're in the right place. Do not put a call to action on your cover photo, as this screams that you're trying to sell something on your personal page. Intro section, your business card. In this intro section of your profile, you'll be able to tell a little bit about yourself. Featured image. You can feature an image from a post you've made here. I have a picture of my three books, and when someone clicks on that image, they're taken to a post where I have links to the three books in my description. This is the first way I start filling my funnels for my personal profile. What's on your mind? Conversations at your home. As you are working your way in and people are coming back to your home or your profile page, they will see the recent conversations that you've started, and if a hook grabs them, it'll pull them into the conversations and into your funnels. These conversation starters will also show up in the feed of your friends and the people who follow you. Each post is an opportunity to hook someone, tell them a story, and get them to take some action. If you read the earlier chapters on Instagram, you'll notice that the strategy here is very similar to how we posted on our Instagram profile. If you remember Jenna's JK5 method, we each picked five categories that represent our brand. My categories are family, funnels, faith, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Just like I rotate through these five categories as I'm posting images to my Instagram profile, I rotate through the same categories as I'm posting what's on my mind. If all of your personal posts are about business, oftentimes Facebook will shut you down for operating a personal page like a business page. So by diversifying what I post over these five categories, I'm at less risk and it also builds a connection with my followers outside of just my work. The big difference between my Instagram profile and my Facebook personal profile is that on Facebook, this is my home. So I'm okay with starting conversations with the goal to direct people into a funnel. Typically, Facebook will penalize a post by not showing them to many people that have a link in the status update. So I will typically make the post telling the story and then have the link to the call to action in the comments section. I try to make at least one update to my personal profile each day. These updates are more than just an image and a caption. Typically, they're longer form story, structured almost like a daily Seinfeld email, where I have a hook, I tell a story, and I make an offer. Each day as I'm trying to figure out what to post, I ask myself, what's the hook that'll make people want to hear the story? The hook could be a quick headline or a picture, but it should be something that will stop people scrolling through their newsfeed. After I place the hook, I tell the story, give the rant, or share the big aha that's been on my mind that day. Then after I tell the story, I figure out how that ties back into where I want to send someone. What's the offer I want to make to them? Sometimes the offer is simple as wanting them to like my post, leave a comment, or tell me their story. Other times the offer for them is to listen to a podcast episode or read a blog post. And still other times I ask for the big offer and I direct them into one of my front end funnels. My secret for figuring out what to post each day comes back to the JK5. I open up my phone and I look at the picture albums I set up to categorize all of my images. I look through the album for the category that I'm posting about that day, find an image that'll work as a hook, I tell the story behind the image, and then I make my offer. You can also go live on your personal profile and tell your story through video, but I personally like to save my live videos for my fan page so that I can pay to boost them, or for my groups where I'm using it as a way to hang out with my tribe. As people come to your page from different sources, they'll first see your billboard, your cover photo, and find out what you're all about. Then they'll see your business card, the intro section, and finally they'll see your conversation starters, your posts. If one of those hooks grabs them, you've started a conversation on your wall with your dream customers. As people comment on your posts, be sure to spend some time replying to their comments. This one small act speaks volumes and it helps to build relationships with your dream customers. Your fan page strategy, buying your way in.
When Facebook first launched, it was structured so that each profile could only have 5,000 friends, and that limit remains to this day. Having this limit helped keep the integrity of Facebook as it was growing by keeping people's news feeds filled with the things and the people that they actually cared about, which helped cause a deeper addiction to the platform. The problem was that it made it hard for businesses and brands to really do business online because their pool of potential customers was just 5,000 people. Other social networks didn't have this limitation, which caused people to mass create accounts to build up fake followings. Later, Facebook did create a way where people can follow your personal profile without being an actual friend, which has made the strategy I shared earlier so much more powerful. A few years later, on November 6, 2007, Facebook launched Pages, which I'll refer to as Fan Pages, where a person or a brand could have followers or fans on that page. There was no limit to the number of fans that somebody could have. Adding pages gave Facebook the ability to see the things that people were interested in more closely. And this paved the way for Facebook's advertising platform that we came to love so much. The first question I get from almost everyone I know who starts trying to drive traffic from Facebook is, do I need a personal profile page and a fan page or can I use just one? My answer is always that you need both. Each one has a different role and both are essential. Your personal profile is how you get free, earned traffic working your way in, while your fan page is how you get the chance to buy traffic buying your way in. You should view your fan page more like your website. Julie Stoyan, who served as the ClickFunnels VP Marketing, said, Think of your Facebook page as the Facebook version of your website. I treat this page very carefully. I only put the most curated and best content on this page. It is the first impression for anyone who sees your paid ads. They will click on the profile of the brand running the ad, and your fan page is what they will see. I treat this page almost like my YouTube profile, where when people come to see it, they see the brand, and then they'll hopefully start engaging with all the videos and the images and things that have been posted there. My test if something should be on my page is this. Is this content good enough that I will spend at least 10 to $20 to boost it? If you're not willing to pay for ads to that content, then do not post it on your fan page. Now, before I scare you away from posting anything on your fan page, I want to talk about the types of things that we do post there. The key is you post things that you believe will get high engagements from your fans. If your engagement is low, it'll make all of your posts across your page go down. But if a piece of content you post has high engagement, then everything will go up. Often I'll use my personal profile or my Instagram feed to start testing material and images and find the hooks and the stories that people resonate with. And then I'll turn those things into more produced content on my fan page that I can boost with money. There are four things that we post on our Facebook fan page. Let me walk you through each one and the strategy behind how we use them. Produced value videos. These are videos that have good hooks and stories, but no offer. The direct response marketer in me hates these videos, but the branding marketer loves them. For some reason, when you have a call to action, people will rarely share your videos. By not having a call to action, if people love your videos, they'll like, comment, and share, and that's how you get paid for this content. This increased engagement will boost everything else you do on your fan page. In Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Jab, 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 Right Hook, he talks about the strategy of giving, jabbing, good content, and building a relationship before you do the big ask, right hook. Because of that, we'll try to get three or four content videos for everyone that's pushing a hard call to action. Live value videos. These videos are almost the same as our produced value videos, except that they aren't pre-produced. We go live on the platform, and in real time, we deliver the message. Facebook currently favors live videos over published videos, so we do these often. There are also some powerful software tools that will take your produced video and stream it through their services so it's published as if it's live. I'll link to some of these services in the resource section at trafficsecrets.com resources. Live perfect webinars. These are the right hooks that will become your big paydays. If you've been providing value, now you have the opportunity to actually sell to your audience. 
In Expert Secrets, I share my perfect webinar script. And I showed you Kaylin Poland's perfect webinar hack, where Kaylin started using the script on her Facebook Lives to direct people into her front-end funnels. Jamie Cross from MIG Soap also modified the script into the five-minute perfect webinar that is a powerful and simple script to use on your Facebook Lives to drive people into your front-end funnels. You can print out these scripts for your own use by going to trafficsecrets.com resources. Curated content from your other platforms. Reruns. I'll take content that I'm posting on my other social networks that are getting high engagement and I'll post it on my fan page. I don't link out to that content, I'll actually repost it here natively. For instance, with my YouTube videos, I'll upload them to YouTube, but I'll also upload them separately to Facebook. I look at this reposted content similar to how we view reruns on TV. The videos are there and we may watch and engage with them, but we're eagerly waiting for the new episodes of our favorite show that are coming out soon. After we post any of this content, we always do exactly what Julie suggested. I spend $10 to $20 boosting this content. Sometimes the goal is to get engagement on the pitch-free content with a goal to increase what happens when I post my live perfect webinars. When there is a live that pushes to a funnel, if I at least break even on my ad spend, I'll keep running the ads until I start losing money. Sometimes the Facebook Live video ads will be profitable and will keep running ads to it for months. Your group strategy, your hangout. When I got started online, before there was Facebook, there were forums. I was a member of a dozen or so marketing forums that I would frequent each day to ask questions, get answers, and grow my personal brand. The owners of these forums were powerful. They had a huge congregation of people hanging out at the party that was happening at their house every day. The conversations that happened inside of these forums were the things that shaped our industry. I realized that if I wanted to have control over the direction of our market, I needed to be the one who ran the parties where everyone hung out. After all, the person throwing the party generally has the most influence in the group. I decided right then that I needed to start my own forum. Back then, I had to get software to run the forum, servers to host the sites, and about a dozen other things. It took me months, but I finally ended up launching a forum that grew pretty large. About that time is when Facebook launched their groups. I was a little hesitant to create a new group, but because traffic to my old forum was drying up as people were shifting their habits to Facebook, we decided to give it a try. We created the first official ClickFunnels group and invited new customers into it. At first, we used it as a way to help take some of the responsibility of support off of our shoulders to get the community to help serve each other. But then it started to grow. We told new members to come join our community and meet other funnel hackers and share their ideas. And then Facebook started to promote the group as well. Soon we had thousands of people a week joining without us spending a penny on advertising. As of the writing of this book, we have over 223,000 people in that group, and Facebook adds over 1,200 new members per week. Our members currently average a total of over 317 posts per day. That's one every five minutes around the clock. There are over 9,414 comments and reactions per day. That's one every nine seconds, and well over a quarter million each month. Some of our top posts can get 30,000 to 50,000 impressions each, which is all free, organic traffic. Facebook wants people to build groups, and as of this writing, they are rewarding people for doing it. I saw a commercial on TV the other day from Facebook promoting groups. Yes, they are actually buying commercials on TV to promote them. Can you see the irony here? One of the biggest advertising platforms in the world is trying to find more ways to get people building groups on their platform. For some reason, they want people building groups to increase the experience for their users. So that is where we are spending a lot of our time right now. Your group is your own personal party. It's a place on social media for your people to gather, hang out, and talk. I'm a big believer that most companies should have a group where the members of their community can network. It will become a huge source of traffic for you, turning your warm audience into raving fans and give you the ability to be an influence on one of the most important groups in your marketplace. 
I try to do a weekly hangout in my group where I can talk to our tribe and build a personal relationship with them. As I say, we have over a thousand people per month that join ClickFunnels directly from this group. So the more I can jump in and build relationships with them, the better. I don't typically structure my hangouts. Instead, I just jump in, tell a story, and take open questions from people in the group. At the end, I'll typically make a call to action to people to go and get their free ClickFunnels trial, and then I'm done. It's a really fun part of my week, and it can endear your tribe back to you. Your messenger strategy, your distribution channel. Facebook Messenger started as a simple way for us to chat with our friends who were also on Facebook. But in 2016, Facebook opened up their bot platform. Over the past few years, these bots made it possible for marketers like us to use Messenger in a similar way to email autoresponders. It gave publishers the ability to message subscribers directly with news and other information. And it also gave them the ability to set up basic chats between their subscribers and the Messenger app. Essentially, you can write pre-written questions and answers to help solve your subscribers' problems, or you can direct them somewhere else. If you like to build lists, set up sequences, do broadcasts, and more, go to trafficsecrets.com resources to see an up-to-date list of some amazing companies that have built some awesome messenger integrations. I won't mention any specific ones in the book because companies come and go, but I'll update the list online so it always has the best messenger integrations to work with. Messenger has rules to protect it from being used as a platform where people are sending out spam. And because of that, if you're too aggressive, they can and will shut you down. So it's essential to use it in a way that enhances users' experience instead of a way that annoys them. We rarely, if ever, send out more than one message per week. Most of our messages try to create engagement before the link is sent. A great way to do this is to send out quizzes or interactive conversations, basically anything that'll keep engagement high and complaints low. If you do that, you'll be able to use messengers without any issues. Growing your messenger list. There are three core ways you can grow your messenger list. First, when people come to your fan page, you can have a messenger pop-up start a conversation that will add them to your messenger lists. Second, on your landing pages, you can have people select a box that will add them to your messenger list. Most of the messenger chatbot growth tools make it easy to add these to your landing pages. The third, and my favorite way, is to create a simple lead magnet and leverage your fan page to grow your messenger list. Some of the messenger growth tools make it easy to add people to your list when you do certain actions. For instance, when people click a button on your post or comment with a certain keyword, you can add them directly to a specific messenger list and it'll send them a lead magnet right away. Allison Prince showed me one of my new favorite models for how to do this. She's a member of my inner circle, my high-end coaching program, and she has a company teaching people how to start a business online selling e-commerce products. She will do a Facebook Live teaching the 10 tips to, or seven tools that, type videos where she shares a list of cool things with people. Then she designs a really nice PDF with the things that she talks about in her live. Throughout the live, she'll show the printed copy of the lead magnet and tell people if they want a free copy, they just need to comment on a certain keyword and she'll send it to them through Messenger. Every time she goes live, she's adding hundreds of new people to her lists. Publishing to your Messenger list. Because my Messenger list is such a valuable asset and because I don't own it, Facebook owns it and can shut it off at any time, I treat it very carefully. When someone first joins your list, you want to get them to interact with your Messenger bot because this helps to increase engagement. Ultimately, this increases your ability to continue to send that person more messages in the future. About once per week, we try to send out some type of conversation. Notice I said conversation and not message. We don't just broadcast out a message for someone to go and visit a funnel. Instead, we ask them a question like, hey, are you still looking for ways to generate more leads online? If they respond back with a yes, then I might say something like, cool, I have a new training that I think you're going to love, but I wanted to see if you'd rather have it as an audio file, a video, or a transcript. 
After three buttons pop up with these options, they can click one of the choices, which will then take them to the next step in the bot's conversation. I personally like using bots to guide people towards content on Facebook's platform, like a Facebook Live on my fan page, and have the actual selling happen off Messenger. That gives me an arm's distance from Messenger and selling anything directly through it. It also helps boost my Facebook Live, which Facebook loves, and gives my subscribers value before I make them the offer. Your publishing plan. We've covered a lot of things about publishing on Facebook. We talked about the core ways to publish inside of Facebook with special focus on your personal page, your fan page, your groups, and your messenger list. Each of these sections inside of the platform has a different strategy for how you publish. To make sure you hit each part of Facebook effectively to find and serve your dream customers, I've created an at-a-glance publishing plan so you can quickly see what content you should publish in each area with your daily and your weekly activities broken down into a simple step-by-step process. You can print out this publishing plan from the supplemental PDF. Step number four, work your way in. If you've done steps one through three and your personal profile is set up, then your house is now in order and you're ready to start being social and actually network. We do this by finding the groups in our marketplace that have already congregated our dream customers. First, I want you to focus on finding and joining the right groups. When you click on the groups tab, Facebook will suggest groups that it thinks you'll like based on the influencers and the brands that you're already following. You'll also be able to see the group's names and how many members are in each group. Similar to the strategy used for influencers and brands, your goal with groups is to get access to at least 1 million people through them. I look at the suggested groups and I join the ones that have bigger member counts and continue searching for more. After this initial exercise, you'll start seeing new groups marketed to you through your Facebook feed. So I recommend continuing to join the groups that have already gathered your dream customers. For example, if I'm a photographer and I type photography into the group section of Facebook, it'll pull down dozens of groups I can join. In this case, there are over 507,000 people at four parties talking about photography. These are the parties I'll be going to and networking at. Keep going to parties, in other words, joining groups, until your reach in these groups is over a million people. Now, some people think that networking means going into these groups and spamming out links to your front-end funnels and hoping that people will click on them and join your list. This is not what I'm talking about. In most groups, this will get you kicked out almost immediately and will ruin your reputation in the market. Instead, every day I go into each of these groups and I try to see what questions people are asking that I know the answer to. As soon as I can think of something awesome that I can share, I write a value-filled post and post it to the group. No pitch, no ask, just value. That is the secret to good networking. You are coming to serve, and if you do it consistently, people will see you and they will follow you back to your home. But the secret is giving without withholding. This is the beginning of your value ladder, and the more value you give up front, the more people will want you. After I make my post, I scroll through the other questions and I try to comment or reply to at least three questions per group, and that's it. I spend 30 minutes total each day participating in these groups, providing value and answering questions, and then I'm done. Consistency is the key. Keep providing value and do not sell anything. Remember, your goal is to become the cool kid at the party, and if you provide value, everyone will want to come back to your house to hang out. This strategy takes a little time, but if you are consistent and people see you showing up consistently, they will want to find out more. They'll click on your profile and they'll follow you. You'll be pulling people from these cold and warm groups and turning them into hot traffic that will start engaging in the conversations that you're posting on your personal profile. Step number five, buy your way in. There are a lot of companies who don't really want to get into the whole publishing game and want to focus only on paid ads instead. 
Well, I think that's very short-sighted. I do understand because it allows you to get ads up and running and to be able to test offers quickly. If you decide to start solely with paid ads, I would still recommend going back sometime soon and building the content foundation because doing so will create a more stable, long-term foundation for your business. As I discussed earlier, when new platforms come out, content creators are rewarded with free traffic to create adoption on the platform. Soon though, the platform transitions to paid ads and the content creators see less and less free traffic. Eventually, they have to pay for traffic. This is where the platforms will make their money long term. So even if you're getting traction with your content strategy, it's essential to master paid ads if you want to be relevant long term to amplify your content, videos, and the ads that you create. All the paid ads happen on your fan page. This is where you can boost or pay to get your content shown to the followers of your Dream 100. Every video you post, every image you publish, and each post you write on your fan page can be promoted through Facebook's ads manager. You can also make unpublished posts that don't show up on your feed, but that you can start using to throw out hooks to grab the attention of your dream customers. Remember from secret number nine, that the more creative you can put out, the more success you will see. Use all these hooks to grab your dream customers from your prospecting pools, pull them into your retargeting buckets, and direct them into your funnels. Step number six, fill your funnel. As you know, the last step of the framework is to take all of this attention and use it to fill your funnels. At first, you do it by working your way in. As you go out into Facebook's groups and start networking and providing value, you'll be pushing people back to your personal profile, your home. On your personal profile, you'll be rotating through the JK5 categories and making posts that can hook people when they show up to your page, as well as your friends and your followers and direct those people into your funnels. To build an even stronger relationship with your friends and followers, you can invite them to come to your own social networking party, your group, where they can network with others and be part of your weekly hangout meetings. On your personal profile, they are only able to respond to posts you make, but here they can start their own conversations and get a sense of belonging inside of your tribe. After your social networking strategy is up and running, transition your focus to buying your way in with your fan page, where you'll be producing and posting content that you feel good enough about spending $10 to $20 to boost it. These will be seen by your existing audiences and help build a stronger relationship with them, as well as directing them back into your funnels. But you'll also be targeting the followers of your Dream 100 and the interests of your dream customers. This means that you are paying for these videos, posts, and ads to show up in their newsfeed. Remember to study Secret 9 to know the best way to target your dream customers and pull them into your funnels. Your number one goal is to transition the traffic that you are earning and buying into traffic that you own by taking them through one of your front-end funnels.